You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. magical lead-in was Donna DeLore, who is our special guest today. We are going to speak about this album, Gone Beyond, and her new one coming out, and the power of self-healing, innovation, listening to your heart, and returning home. So without further ado, let's dive in with Donna. Thank you for being here today. Really excited. Um, the words innovate uh, kept coming up this morning. Maybe I, I was sensing you writing and uh, mm-hmm. moving things around and creating. Um, why don't we start in there as far as you had such a beautiful like career and I, I feel like you're uh, a model for us to be willing to innovate and try things and create in ways that we haven't done before. If you can share a little bit about that and where that's taken you lately. Mm. Well, it all started. I, I was really fortunate to be brought up in a musical family. So a lot of that had to do with my bond with my father, how much I loved music because that was his passion. But I started singing at a really young age. And my dad you know, my dad was like a Hollywood producer, record producer and musician. So he knew the people that hired the kid singers for jobs and everything. So I started right. singing professionally at eight. Wow. And I was a studio singer. You know, I made money as a studio singer. And then I got to go and do TV shows and sing on movies and things like that. I always had early on, I had that recognition that I had a skill, you know, so I was we had to learn how to read music to be in this group so we could do jobs. Right. So I had that skill growing up, but, and of course I always wanted to be an artist. I always wanted to be like Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I we wanted all? to be in a band that was like, you know, and, or Linda Ronstadt, you know, I grew up with a lot of like country rock, you know, that kind of music in the seventies and, and then disco came in and dance music and I became a dancer and I was obsessed with that and everything. We moved to Nashville when I was 16. My dad wanted to change a change with his career and he became an arranger for a lot of country albums and everything there. Mm-hmm. I started studying guitar and I was singing all my dad's demos and everything. And, and I was kind of like, well, am I a session singer? Am I an artist? You know, like, what am I? But I knew... I mean, bottom line was I loved to sing. That was to be able to sing was my, it was just my saving grace for everything I'd gone through in my life. Mm. It always saved me. Music always saved me. And I knew that. So at that time, I didn't, you know, I tried to be country singer. I was singing songs like country girls love country boys. That's (laughs) a natural fact. You know, yeah, folks around the whole wide world know love's a natural act. Anyway, my dad was trying to find songs for me in Nashville that were appropriate, like for a 16 year old, right? Which is not a lot, <laughs> no. And I didn't really write my own songs and everything, so I wasn't quite the artist yet, but I wanted to be in the business and everything. So I ended up growing, I couldn't stay in Nashville because I was an LA kid. I mean, I had to take dance class, I used to go to the clubs at night, the gay clubs to dance because I could just get my workout dance and no one would bother me as a young woman, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Moved moved back to LA and I was like wanting to be an artist, but just trying to like survive in the world. Yeah. And three waitress jobs. I started working in a publishing company, making tape copies and everything. 
And then I started singing their demos and everyone's demos in the world. Like I was the demo singer in LA, $50 and I would sing someone's song. And yeah. I, I always thought someone's going to discover me that way. Right. Yeah. I thought, well, some record exec's going to discover my voice on one of these songs and I'm going to get a record deal. Right. But it doesn't work that way. You know, you right. have to really pay your dues. Yeah. So I paid my dues, I paid my dues, a lot of dues. Ended up working for producer Pat Leonard, who was working with Madonna at the time. I always told the story about I did the demo for Open Your Heart. That's how he heard my voice. But mm. I he ended up getting me an audition for Madonna. And I went in. It was like my way out of, well, my way out of the country and on yeah. tour. But like my way out of all these like jobs I had struggling you know, I was in a band at the time and I was like, just left everybody behind. I got the job and went off with Madonna. Yeah. Keep in mind, you know, of course I still want to be an artist, but I loved music back to that loving music right. and just loving, you know, the vibration, being a singer, singing with people, you know, all of that. And then in comes the, you know, the ego with wanting fame and wanting to be a star and being around Madonna was like, oh, I want to be just like her. You know, she's, yeah. she's my big sister. Right. And, uh, and then I got on this whole thing that I was comparing myself to her and having to be strife for that. And I ended up getting my own record deal, doing the big album release, the whole thing. And somewhat losing myself because the, some of the songs, most of them I loved, but some of the direction I was being pushed in, I didn't feel great about it. Right. You know, at the end of the day, we're in the record company playing the record and I'm supposed to feel so fulfilled and satisfied. And there were moments that I was like embarrassed, right. you know, I, I knew I was better than that, but yeah. I felt the pressure. I just felt the pressure from the business and everything. And I was like 26, wow. you know, like lying yeah. about my age at 26 <laughs> because they would think I was too old. I mean, right. the whole thing was absurd. But it was a fun I'm ride. Young, right. And everything. Like I was so young. You <laughs> you oh my young. God. And then and then I did end up having like a top ten dance single and I'm like in Scotland in the disco singing. Was it just a dream? Or was it just a dream? I was like in a bar and people start fighting and there were like bottles being thrown all over the place. And right. And I honestly was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this mm. is not what I want. I yeah. was alone doing clubs every night to track. Mm. And what I, I just felt like I'd lost myself in a way. Right. Came home from all of that. <clears throat> I kept touring with Madonna because that was a great day job. And I ended up leaving my record company, leaving everything behind and teaming up with a cellist, this man named Cameron Stone. I discovered the harmonium. Mm. There was this whole movement in LA going on yeah. where people were doing world music. People like, there was a band Voss, Dave yeah. Stringer. Yeah. You know, I was influenced by listening to Jay Utal, walked in the room, KD was playing one time and I was like, I don't know what he's saying. I don't know <laughs> what this is, but yeah. the way people were singing together, the devotion you know, it had kind of mirrored my own spiritual path that I'd always been on and reading books and the teachings and everything, but I had no idea that yeah. I could actually put that in my music. Right. I didn't know I could talk about my connection with God, with nature, with um, believing in the soul in a person and the soul connection. And, you know, I... I I just had no idea I could do that. And I ended up getting a chance to make a kind of a yoga mantra CD and going down more of that devotional path. And at first it was kind of like, in some ways I knew a couple of mantras and I got offered this deal to do a whole album. And it's almost like this person was seeing my future where I was going and I didn't even see it. And I did the album and it was fun and it was, it was effortless and it was beautiful. And so many people felt so much from this music, you know, 
Absolutely. And I loved practicing yoga and meditation and sound healing. So I delved more into that and went down that path and got into playing like conscious music festivals and churches. And, you know, I'd, I'd already been doing devotional music. I feel like you go back to like my album Bliss with Amazing Grace. There's a song on and on, you know, and that was the first indie album that I made that was, I could listen to it from start to finish and feel that satisfaction. Right. And feel that pride. I felt like it was my heart. Yeah. Hmm. And it was an indie album. I got in a van with my band and I played like every Borders, every Virgin Megastore, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was hard and it was hard compared to the way I toured with Madonna. You right. know, our hotels were like the Hampton Inn or instead yeah. of the Four Seasons. Exactly. Uh, and I'd gotten, I have to admit, I got used to those nice accommodations and the high Absolutely. thread count and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but going back to like the reason and the why I found the reason why I'm doing music, you know? Yeah. And honestly, sometimes I'll run into like my old manager or someone who's like, they're really, you know, successful manager now, younger artists. They're in the business wheeling and dealing and everything. And I think like, oh, I got to, I got to get the song on that movie and I got to get that Grammy and everything. And, um, these are dreams I had all my life. Right. But I realize when I really go into my heart and I'm making music, I am very satisfied. And yeah. I try to, that feeling of just the practice of creating, mm -hmm. The practice of the practice of just releasing something out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> or or having a house concert or getting up in front of your family and sharing a song. Yeah. I just want, I think a big part of my message is that it doesn't have to be a career. It doesn't have a, have to have all these conditions on it. It doesn't right. have to have $10 million on it or a big record deal right. or the marketing strategy and everything. It's like looking back at my life, if, if stars align, if that is your path, if that's your dharma, great, Absolutely. so be it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean, and if it's not, if that's not, doesn't mean you don't inspire people every day and you don't bless people with your Absolutely. offering. Absolutely. With your voice. Yeah. And just a voice of gratitude and how infectious that is for someone you meet who's just saying, I'm so grateful today. I'm so blessed. And and I think it's even better if you say, I'm blessed, so blessed. <laughs> There's something about when you sing and share your heart that um, yeah. it just makes the world a better place. And Absolutely. Aho. And yeah, so that's, well, I was that's where say, I'm at I mean, now. Your music's touched me before I knew you or had interviewed you over the years. But, um, you know, in that spiritual sacred space, uh, and if you can go a little deeper into that, because I, I feel we're definitely, as we bridge into uh, this age that's welcoming us to be in our mastery, um, and it sounds to me like you were in an internal struggle of your soul's like, hey, come on over here. And, you know, of course, it's it's a pretty amazing having toured with a, a well-known uh, group. It's That's a whole, like, wild, you know, you're on stage with, a lot of people and you're like wow this is pretty amazing to feel that but your soul wanted you to go someplace else and um can you share a little bit more about how when that alignment happens we feel it through your music um with the heart and the voice and just creation in general the magic that's there well i what just came to mind was when i was given a harmonium and I had been like, you know, I had my O&W keyboard where I would sequence things and layer tracks and everything. And and then when I got my studio, I was putting down like tons of keyboards and all this stuff. I was always had so much noise and sound around my voice. Like I wasn't able to find my voice. Mm. And so when I left, you know, my company, I went to Guitar Center. I bought like an Ashiko drum and it was so minimal and the little recording equipment and someone gave me a harmonium and I started like, you know, on a harmonium, you can't play like two handed, yeah. you know, all these amazing chords and because you have to pump the air with one hand while you're mostly playing two notes. 
because you want that sustain of that air and it's a reed instrument it's like the vocal cords with the air right. vibrating the reeds so i it took me a while to figure out how to work it because someone just gave it to me to take home <laughs> and i started singing my songs on it and it was like this magical this magical instrument for me to to find stillness and the songs that i had then you know that were a little more like pop and nature singer songwriter kind of thing um i would play those on the harmonium mm. and i would just this is before i had kids so i had like all day yeah <laughs> to play and to sing and i just like it was just my heart it was like it's a devotional instrument i found that place of devotion in myself mm. and i sang with it and i found a whole new voice that people would tell me in the past they would say there's a there's a, you know, they'd say like, Donna, you're trying to like rock out your voice so much. There's this purity in your voice that you don't ever use. That's there. There's air in there that um, is just so beautiful. So I finally got to find that air from just having the stillness and the space. And I, you know, thank God I found that. And then I started bringing in instruments around that. Right. And I, I love to arrange and layer and, you know, I get carried away with that on my records. And I always want to like challenge myself to like really do an album where it's almost just like voice and harmonium. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe some birds and, you know, whatever's on the recording, <laughs> but um, it was that. And now, you know, sometimes I'll forget, like I won't have my harmonium out. Maybe I'll be playing guitar in the mornings when mm. I create, I'll bring that harmonium out set it up start playing and it just pulls me it pulls me into that space again yeah and it's so beautiful and i thought you know could i ever tour without my harmonium and could i just because it's you know it's temperamental when you're taking on the plane and sometimes you have to fight for the overhead space and everything right <laughs> um which is crazy but i thought well they can back line just get me a keyboard or whatever but I am, there's something about that instrument for me that yeah. just really works. All of music helps me connect. A guitar, guitar can as well. Mm. But that is just like my baby. And I've become so like precious about my harmonium. Yeah. Like I've had that 20, 25 years. Mm. And I'm like, what would ever happen if I lost <laughs> it or got broken? Like, what would yeah. I do? But it's all here, you know, as it yeah. is in all of us. Absolutely. And, Who gave um, it to you? Okay, that one I bought. The oh, you bought original it. one it was okay. was given to me by a friend of mine who ended up sadly um, in his early 30s got testicular cancer and passed. Mm -hmm. And we shared this love for world music and you know, yeah. we were both songwriters and um and he he gave it to me one day when I was leaving a party at his house and he's just like, take this and have it as long as you want. Mm, so, beautiful. um, yeah. So I ended up buying one when I went to Ali Akbar music college in San Rafael. And you know, if you are interested in a harmonium, it's, I recommend going to a place where you could just sit there and try out all the instruments and see which mm. one speaks to you the most, you yeah. know, Absolutely. and then get them to get it in tune and everything. And, so I got yeah. that and now it's like screws are falling out. It's cracking, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like any wood instrument in ages. Right. Absolutely. It, Expansion an and contraction and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So now, I mean, I made this album, the last album has gone beyond. And I always loved like Joseph Campbell would talk about in Buddhism, um, this symbol of the, the it's like the boat that takes you to the other side it takes you to the yeah crossing the over island crossing over to enlightenment consciousness and everything and i thought that that's music is that for me
somebody puts on music and it's just like, it's the tool for me to just drop deeper. Mm. And when it's you're just in works that for me, it's such a yeah, big one. It's beautiful. Well, we yeah. bring in creation through our voice, you know, and you do it through song. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that space, when you're, um, I call it a crossing crossed over where your awareness, you're just in this resonance of all where, how do you um, carry that through everyday moments or do you, or is it just when the, you're in the, the music space or you share it, that resonance throughout your daily life with your family and. You know, it's so interesting lately. I've been like, I get up and I'm in that space because my husband and my daughter, you know, they go to work in school and I'm working from home. So I'm in that like creative space because it just kind of came out of a dream. And I feel like the morning is so creative and, you know, more poetic. And then I'll go to the studio maybe and do vocals and everything. And then in the afternoon, I mean, I switch into mom mode and then I'm like, getting my daughter, getting her from point A to point B, coordinating her writing schedule, going to the store, you know? Yeah. And that's like the practical things of being a mom and taking care of yeah. life for us and everything. Absolutely. And then evening is family time and everything. So I really, I just, I just am, I feel like you got, you find that time that's most creative for you. Whenever that is, it used to be the late nights for me mm. forever. I was a night owl. Yeah. And I'd be going in my studio in which was not good in front of the computer, like for hours before I went to sleep. Right. And I didn't sleep as well at yeah. all. <laughs> and now I'm like, you know, just bring it down at night and everything with a melatonin and all that. Yeah. But to find that creative time, whatever it is, like it could be sitting in the rain or being in a certain space or going mm. to a cafe and being around people, but having your notepad and being out in the world, you know, I just try to like know myself where I'm going to be, um, find that, that place in myself. And it is funny. I mean, I, I was going to a friend's house the other day. I was coming home. It was in the Palisades. So it was like on a hill with a beautiful view. I pulled over, I was listening to my track and I literally like got my pad out and I wrote a lyric like right there in the car because yeah. I was just in that space. Yeah, it's dropping. So in. now I, so now I keep, you know, everything in my car in case yeah. <laughs> I want to write that and everything. Absolutely. But yoga, I mean, the yoga walks. You know, thankfully my my life has just gotten a lot more mindful, and everything I feel is mindfulness practice and Absolutely. eating. The concept <laughs> of like sitting down and being mindful eating. Yeah. And with prayer, prayerful and tuning into the body and walking and tuning into nature and or just, you know, we're all just like, I got to do, 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 go, go all the time. Be able to just go out, put a chair outside somewhere on of your, your home or find a place in nature and just see, just sit there, of course, meditate, but just sit there and witness and observe and. Yeah, you can learn a lot being. from nature. Yeah. Like and just being. Yeah. And I watch like my husband zips around like all the time. Like he's so busy and he's always doing a project and everything. And it, it's interesting when you're around people like that, the real challenge is to not get up and be like, oh, I got to, <laughs> I got to do something yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, be like, no, energy just... feeds off each other. As you know, having a family, everyone can be in a different frequency all at once. Yeah. And my daughter goes to a school where they have to do sit spots. Mm. so they have to sit find a place they all have to spread out and sit somewhere right. and they'll have like their journal that's and great sit there for 20 minutes yeah and you know it's just a great practice i think to teach kids for when they have to make decisions yeah get in touch with their feelings you know there's i think overall now there's a lot more we're um giving providing tools to children than, than I had when I was young. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's evolution, yeah. right? We're evolving and becoming more conscious with our state of being and way of being. And yeah. It's, it's yes. Beautiful. And, and acceptance, acceptance. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big one. Yeah. And you mentioned Dharma earlier. Um, 
share a little bit about that because it's a it's a beautiful you know i'm when i work with people one-on-one i'm always feeling kind of into their kind of i call it their quantum field because we can have um goals you know and you having the Mm -hmm. full spectrum of like being on a mega stage and all of that and then really sinking into what your role uh in this life really the mastery and at a I would say a higher level, you know, a higher level of quality and uh, sanctity. If you can share a little bit more about that, because there's so much opportunity when we meet our Dharma in the way that um, we can enrich it and grow with it and be comfortable with it. You can share a little bit from your perspective about that. Life is just revealed to me, you know, where I need to be. And I think a lot of that is just knowing yourself and being able to let go. Mm. It's something like, you know, the way I was raised in in music business and I even found a dream of my uh, journal of my dad's where he was like, I hope Donna's dream comes true. I hope she makes it really big. Mm. You know, that was like my dad's dream for me because that was like, it's what he saw was happiness and success, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember he would come to my concerts and I'd do one song for 20 minutes and he was just <laughs> not getting it at all. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, that went on forever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dad, I'm trying to provide a zone for people. And it's like, it was like trans dance concert. Yeah. And I'm like, did you, did you tune in with the people? I mean, they were like feeling the music and vibrating yeah. with it and moving. And it was so healing. I mean, how could I end the song? you know yeah. what I mean it's like I Absolutely. just want to get lost in it and stay in it yep but he was from such a different time and it was like yeah. an arrangement and this and a song and everything he finally like started getting it at the very end of his life mm. he would come Beautiful. to my concerts he'd come to my concerts and be like does everyone know each other here <laughs> you know and I'm like yeah we yeah. do yeah um it revealed itself to me and it's constantly revealing itself because I still, I mean, I love being a songwriter, you know, and I love, there's still voices in my head, even with the songwriting craft of like rhyming or whatever, how something has to be. Right. And I go back to like, it's always sound vibration for me with words. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm the most clever well-read person to like come up with the biggest best metaphors and everything in the lyric like i got to work with leonard cohen who Mm. i sing on his record and they put those lyrics in front of me to sing with him and i was freaking out i mean it's just like (laughs) what a poet what a writer you know and he's it was a craftsman of words right and i appreciate that so much and i want to of course i want to develop that but it's it is always I go to it, I say to myself, like, how does it sound? So I'll say the words, like I'm working on a song that's about my daughter. And I'll start with the phrasing, with the music, and then I'll say the words. And sometimes they don't even make sense, but the sound just makes sense to me. Right. So it's sound vibration. That's the way I was drawn to mantras. Yep. I would, aham prema was...
but I heard it. I literally went to the piano, came up with a whole piece, a song around that mantra, mm. and then discovered what it meant, you yeah. know, but I felt the vibration. Yeah. So I feel like my dharma and my path is so much about that vibration and being as personal as possible for me, whether it's a song oh. about my daughter, something that I feel so strongly about. And if no one else is talking about it, so be it. Right. I mean, it's something I feel strongly about. And before I had these voices in my head that were like, you can't say that. You can't talk about that. It's depressing. Yeah. Or what right do you have to say that? Mm. Um, <laughs> it's like you, because you haven't had that experience. You, you're going to talk about someone else's experience, but I'm feeling it. And I right. feel for them. And yeah. I'm imagining myself in that situation. Yeah. So, and I want to um, maybe bring, bring light to a dark situation, you know? Mm. Um, so I still have, it's just, I still have those. I have to just keep getting back to my center of like, well, how does it sound, Donna? Like, forget, yeah. get out of your left brain <laughs> and yeah. don't try to be so craftsy here, you know, and just, just be honest. How does it sound yeah. to you? Record it. Listen back. Does it move you? Is it your heart? Mm. Is it, is it your heart's voice? Right. Um, there's that with my songwriting, but then with the sound healing and the layering and the, I'm just always trying to go for something that's um, transcendent. It's just a mm. sound that's what it's like. I hear back some of my vocals and I'm like, what time and space are those in? Right. Like I go for like depth in a recording. Yeah. So they're way off in the distance, but they're from another time, you know, it's right. like I'm writing a song about my daughter, about when she was, she was a magical child. You were born a magical child, yeah. uh, imagining a world of fairy play. And, mm. and I'm talking about the metaphor of our door, her going out the door and coming in the door through her life so far. Yeah. And me wanting her to go out and be free. Mm. And I say some words, but then I go into this awe, like just layered vocals that are kind of like just the essence of thinking of who she is in her spirit. Yeah. And, and just trying to capture that. And, and it comes from your own vision and your own, whatever it is, you could be a songwriter and you have a idea for, you see a video or a movie of this song. You can see the mm. whole thing. Yeah. And then you 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 create it so it's the most realized to your your vision or what you heard Absolutely. yeah and now it's for my music that's my path with like health challenges over the last year some years um with genetic things i've been dealing with mm. um it's got i've gone deeper that's more of my life path of go deeper yeah. into this heal <laughs> into this healing music because i literally like had to have it to heal yeah Absolutely. And, and I, more than ever, I've always wanted to make music to help people mm. get more into their hearts and to heal and to, and to practice forgiveness mm. and be able to let go. Yeah. And sometimes it takes an illness, something or something to come along and, and shock you into right. knowing you got to let it go. Yeah. Well, and the possibility. And, uh, <laughs> Within the let go, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and you may, yeah, let go. And the non-attachment yeah. and all of that. And that it's all okay and finding that place. But that, that feeling that it's all going to be okay is in music for me. So yeah. no matter what I've gone through when I was facing my darkest times, music is what made me ultimately feel it was all going to be okay. Yeah. And my, of course, my family and my loved ones around me supporting me. Um, and I just, you know, my, I met a beautiful woman yesterday in a cafe. She was there with her computer writing. And we're just talking about just the practice of just doing this every day. And that's your, that's your path. You know, it's yeah. not so much where it's leading, where you're going to be the end result. And what you end up finishing creating, you know, I've been trying to focus more on the the practice. Absolutely. But well, you're you're like this beautiful bridge 
because you're taking the acoustics and reaching the spirit, the soul, the divine. And then you're also have this classically trained aspect of yourself, you know, so it's beautiful to watch, you know, you're able to pull from both skill sets and blend them in a way that's um, very beautiful and unique, right? Yes. And I love, you know, my favorite thing, of course, I love great musicians, you know, mm. but I love to find a great musician that can like really go to that understanding and just being in that devotional space. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just on one note. Absolutely. It's not about all the changes in the notes and the jazz and, you know, yeah, it's just about resting for that 20 minutes or, or an hour yeah. in a groove. Yeah. simplicity i mean that's a lot of world music it's like they stay on that root note and there's yep. the drone and this recent project i've worked with um this beautiful musician named james hara who's a guitar player and he's been a side musician for so many years and he's been composing on his own his own music and everything mm. but I was going through this whole thing. I had to have a surgery and the, my whole healing journey. He started sending me tracks because I said, mm -hmm. we should just make like a healing album, you know, let's make an album together. So he would just send me the music. So I would just get it. You know, I'd be like in bed and I'd have my phone. I'd open up yeah. the text with a voice, whatever. He'd send me the track. And I started writing over the track. Oh, beautiful. And what was so interesting is that because he's played with me for a long time and he plays with like Lyle Lovett. He's, you know, he's played with so many musicians and great mm. Alita Adams and all kinds of like R&B, jazz, everything. So his, his musical vocabulary is so great. And so when you give him like a project, like write the music, he could write anything and everything. Right. But <laughs> what he was sending me was so simple. And when yeah. I would ask him what the chords were, he's like, it's so simple, you know? Yeah. And I love that that here is this man who's just such an accomplished musician and sent me something so beautiful and simple. And then that allowed me to get into that space, that healing right. space. Mm. And I would, a couple of the tracks I had to live with them and really like, okay, what do I hear over this? But some of them, honestly, first listening to it, I would play it from my computer and have my voice memo and I would put down melody and lyrics instantly as I was listening to it. Wow. Because I felt, I felt a mood of the music mm. and maybe something I was on my mind I was going through. I wanted to, you know, say in the song or whatever. Um, but a lot of it is just about like your higher voice guiding you through yeah. the healing and knowing Absolutely. that the healer is within and that yeah. there's always love surrounding you. And it's like all really positive affirmations that, and about no matter, it's never too late to dream dream big you know and uh -oh. i think when you get like you know it's like you get midlife you get a lot of things you wanted dreams you had or feel like they're behind you yeah and now you know for me it's like okay being a grandparent you know what i mean like i have a 19 year old 13 year old like watching my daughters grow up and right and and going into like older years and <laughs> And like, what are you, what are you dreaming now? Yeah. What are you dreaming for your life? What are you dreaming for your soul? And, and trying well, to, you know, that was. Yeah. Well, that you mentioned Leonard Cohen. He's a perfect example of someone that, you know, his last album before he passed, you know, what a poetic, you know, it doesn't, it keeps going on if we choose to allow it, you know. It keeps going on and he like working on his album was um he was saying that like some of those songs he'd been working on the lyric for 25 years mm. yeah and but you know as we i think you just start realizing that it's all happening i just believe that like all the emotion all the love you've ever felt all the connections are all there's no time and space they're all just there in this like dream place to absolutely to call forth Yep. And as an artist, you can call that forth. You could easily bring that forth because it's always like right there. Mm. So accessible. Absolutely. So you can bring back that relationship from 25 years ago, that feeling or how you felt when you were a child, mm. you know, yeah. and 
or just the dream world talking about your dreams and i i love that i just love i love living in that space yeah you know i love talking to people and relating on that level you know like i always ask my kids what was your dream last night you know what did you dream (laughs) tell me about your dream yeah and this you know what i mean that's like the stuff i want to talk about absolutely well you're tapping into you know the subconscious when we dream you know our subconscious mind so it's a great you know thing my daughter and i do that we exchange our dreams and i dream for my clients so it's fun to like then figure out like oh what are they going to reveal in their session with me today you know because i can see into their mind a little bit before they come so it's, it's so beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. i love to hear more about the work you're doing and <laughs> Yeah, well, the subconscious, I mean, being that you're in tune with your dreams, it'd be beautiful for you to write from that space too, music, because those are some of the deepest essence I do, of definitely. Yeah, and our inner healing and making peace with things that are, as you, you know, you put the Heart Sutra on your last album, right? And so the, you know, that's all about clearing, you know, the duality within ourselves. All things exist and all don't. So uh, when we can clear up that subconscious mind and the dreaming attention, it's so powerful. You know, it's pretty exciting. You probably have yes. a lot of juicy things to Absolutely. share from there. I, a lot of, you know, melodies, I have so many voice memos of dreams. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be a, it's so funny. I'll have a, I'll have a, so many dreams where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I realize that's my song. Like, that's my melody. It's my dream. <laughs> Yeah. So I can write it because it will be like in my dream, it will be another artist singing the song, mm. an artist that I love. Right. Oh, and wow. I'll realize that is not their song. That's I'm the dreamer and this yeah. is my creation. Yeah. And I'll go get up in the middle of the night. So funny to go to the bathroom or something. And I've got like my voice memo going and <laughs> singing like with my gravelly voice. <laughs> and then I sing. I love it. The instrumental parts too. I have to sing yeah. like don't go, don't go, don't go, the guitar that the guy was playing <laughs> and the beat. I love it. <laughs> it is See? so funny. You're creating in your sleep. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. And then my, you know, I, my dad is in my dreams mm. often in my dreams and there's always something being created there as yeah. well. Yeah. And, um, Gosh, my dad's, pre- yeah, that would be something to do a session on. It's like his presence in my dreams. And- yeah. And I remember when he passed, what year was that? 2012. Was- okay. Yeah. So it feels like this year feels a lot like 2012. Um, uh, this visual artist, I was like, I, I'm going to be interviewing her. You might know her, Martina Hoffman. But um I was like, this year feels a lot like 2012. And I remember because we did an interview around the time, I think it was shortly after your father had passed. So it feels, that's interesting. You're feeling him come back a lot, maybe in your dreams or over this whole period. Um, Yeah. yeah. Because we truly are multidimensional beings. So when our souls need to access one another, we were there and there's no separation there really is no time there's just space but it's all pretty much layered like the music you create you know mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting he's probably close he, by it's so interesting because out of all the things like i have of my dad's like i kept like all his clothes all his i even did a post one time with his suit on he would play with oh. this latin band yeah. his like cream suit that he had custom made in nashville <laughs> it was like his cuban band you know like cuban jazz um he was the band leader and had this big latin band in nashville before it was like before they had all kinds of world music there and i kept so many of his things but when i put on his music i'm in the car it's usually the morning you know driving down by the ocean and i put on his music and i'm like that is the best gift my dad could ever leave absolutely you know oh, out of yeah. his his diaries and his all these things that like i go to like find him in places pictures of him on his boat mm. but his music it's because i just so feel that passion and that inspiration and i'm just like and you know it's interesting i didn't when he was doing like this like da 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 dun dun you know this music like in the 90s and i was like yeah. you know 
tripping out to my like Robbie Robertson in the Red Road <laughs> Ensemble and and David Byrne and you know what and Krishna Das and everything. I'm like, I wasn't into all that like Latin jazz music. Yeah, I just I was like, yeah, it's cute. I mean, it's just so happy. Yeah, you know, and I was into my moody stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know, in Taos, New Mexico, and in the forest, and <laughs> and now I put it on, and I, Aww. you know, I just appreciate him more than ever. Yeah, and I hope, absolutely. Of course, I hope my kids, you know, that they grew up. A lot of times, music took me away. I had to be on tour, yeah. or I was in the studio, and they felt like that passion I had was, you know, it's devotion. Yeah. Sometimes they felt like it was being taken away from them because I was putting it into the music. Yeah. But I hope that one day they can really appreciate me yeah. and my music when I'm not there in physical form, just like yeah, they could feel me like I can feel my dad. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. And as kids get older, they tend to uh, appreciate the little seeds that have been left for them along the way. Right. Yeah. And thank God it's digital. You know, it's like. <laughs> I don't it's know. Not like an, vinyls are making a comeback, so they are. But all that old stuff—it's like try to get it to play. You know, it's all worn out and skipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, so. I hope you—I hope you press a couple because I—I have a feeling we're going to be back in vinyl um, for a lot of reasons. So, no, we are. Yeah, it, it, you can press a couple albums. So I saw the other day you have gone beyond that came out. You did two in two thousand twenty-one. And then mm -hmm. uh, you just did a remix. Right? Yeah, So Hum is the first track, So, so hum. hum. Yeah, that's right. Because oh, that, I love that mantra also. It's a, a great way for someone just to connect to their breath and the meditative state. And then now as you're progressing, because you're in creation mode right now, where are you headed? Where's your uh, vision facing or focused on? Well, I'm doing, I'm going to continue to release like one remix at a time mm. um, from that album and some other tracks that I've worked with a remixer who worked with for years. His name's Adam Smith, A-T-O-M Smith. Um I used to work with many remixers, but it's just, I've kind of like settled into working with him now and we just yeah. one song at a time. Nice. And then I'm working on that project with this man, James Hera. So it'll be Donna DeLorean, James Hera. Beautiful. And the whole album, like we've written like nine or 10 songs, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be healing music for healing. Nice. And like I said, it's all so far, no mantra. Uh, I mean, it's just English mantra, you know, just uh, yeah. affirmations yep. and some, some of my songs in there, you know, a couple songs and just what else am I working on? That's pretty much it. Yeah. I kind of like, I went through my whole like healing journey, getting, you know, back to just getting back to mountain biking and being as physical nice. as I can yeah. and feeling the, you know, feeling like that is getting like I've been kind of like in a dream space writing that record and now it's like right. okay it's getting it's gonna it's get going. done nice yeah and it's gonna get completed and I hopefully this year perfect I don't know the I name of it but the one about my yeah. daughter and the yeah. one about dreaming is gonna be on there and one that's just simply you know the mantra is I am healthy mm -hmm. and um every cell in my body is healthy yeah and it's that daily I think it's so powerful to just have those affirmations going when you are needing needing to f heal the physical body. Yeah. Well, share a little and bit about be... that for yourself, even like how you found that power in knowing, you know, because you're you're producing a song, but you know it. So can you share a little bit about that knowing of how the mind can heal and the inner self can heal? 
Well, um, I was like in, I got a, like a near infrared sauna and I was doing, you know, my sauna. I kind of do like a sauna ceremony. Cause I kind of, it's kind of like a sweat lodge to me. Yeah. I miss the sweat room. lodge. <laughs> you know, nice. it's, yeah. it blocks all EMF. So it's like a, it's a womb. Right. And I usually would do it like when the days got, were shorter, it would get dark and I'd put on an album that I love. That was a journey. And I was putting on Mirabai Seba's most recent album. Mm. And I just felt like it was the perfect journey. And then she gets to like Rama Rama um, mantra. That's the one that goes on for like at least 10 minutes or something. But it seems yeah. to me that in my hour of being in the sauna, it it's when I'm like dropping in the most. Mm. And I then I started just going on like playing drones. I would just go on YouTube and play like drone meditation music, you know, just real stillness i was in there just like in my space healing and i just started singing may every cell in my body be happy every cell in my body be free returning to perfect ease and it's about returning to ease yeah and um wow. the place that i was in and i my phone was like outside of the sauna so i reach out grab my phone <laughs> hit the voice memo and I'm like in there, like sweating my brains out, <laughs> singing. <laughs> and then I had to like transcribe later what I said in the sauna because I wanted to make it into a piece. And it's just over a drone. And then a lot of tracks I'll just have oming underneath as the bed. Mm. So yep. the bed for this is just, I am healthy. You know, and that would go, that's the mantra through. And when I would like encounter other people that were, you know, whoever it is, is dealing with um, challenges with their health, I would send them a piece mm. that is like, you know, I felt was a healing and all the positive affirmations. And I would, right. I would literally say, listen to this all day long. Yeah. Like just listen to this till this is the voice in your head. Yeah. Absolutely. And maybe some people don't need that discipline to like, listen so much that that's what they hear. Yeah. But you, you gotta have that voice. You gotta have that voice. Um, it's not just once a week when you're in yoga class, you know, Absolutely. or you need to have it. All well, that's why mantra is part of the reason mantra is there. I mean, there's layers to it. If it's with an empowerment, but it's to clear the thought and reaffirm oh. and call in. So yeah. It's, and it, we, the last time we spoke, you went into, you know, your, you have this angelic range and it comes through when you're in English, you're speaking English. So I'm so yeah. excited that you did that because for some people then that also with their neural pathways and their speech, it really reaffirms for them. Um, especially if they haven't been working with the mantra in an empowerment sense, you know, it may have a meaning to them, but yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, I always envision, I like to close an album with that drone and that stillness but i don't know where i don't know how i'm going to sequence it because yeah. it's as it always is a journey Absolutely. and how i'm going to start it and go you know i know everyone just downloads songs now and they add songs to yeah. playlists and that's the way it is but i still want to make an album that you can like i put on in the sauna or yeah. i put on for meditation practice i want to hear yeah. i want an hour absolutely to take me to be there to take me on the journey and it's like i come out when it's over yeah. And I do this whole thing in the sauna where then I turn off the lights and then I'm just kind of like, I'm just, you know, it's the womb, you know, it's just yeah. going back to the, yeah. it's going back to the mother always is. Um, and it's always going back to that. I'm the one who's going to heal myself, you know? Absolutely. And I have to find the space to do it. Yeah. And yep. And I love that you're inviting others to do that because it's one of the, I would say deprogramming that we all need to go through, especially in a Western culture, that we actually are the mechanism that heals self. Mother Nature gave us that mechanism, but you know, we can convince ourselves otherwise with our brain, <laughs> with what we tell ourselves, with our voice, you know. So Yeah, and a lot of times there's that, you know, it's we all go through it. There's that outside searching, oh, you hear about somebody, I want to go to him. Or there's a psychic yeah. or there's that in medical yeah. intuitive or whoever it is. I want them to tell me what's going on inside of me. Yeah. And it's finding that way to tune in. So you, you can tell yourself what's going on. 
absolutely it's beautiful and we need, of course we need guides we need people yeah. to maybe yeah. suggest things that of course yeah because they're tuning into your energy and they have their expertise and their intuition yeah you know yep well i look forward to the day where we're all well because i have a lot of art i want to create not that i don't create on the side but you know sometimes uh the field of wellness you know maybe is attached to people not being well but i'm like may we all be well and then we can dance and play and create much and have a lot more fun <laughs> so absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and you're do you have someone that you go to for your for your that you look to or has been kind of um, your mentor i have two um well i have several elders that i work with like they're kind of the last traditional elders in their locations or from different locations tibet and guatemala and hobi mm, nation uh and my relationship with them is more I don't know, kind of somewhat of a colleague in a sense, or a, a helper mm -hmm. to them. But also, I I have deep respect for for them in a way that they're my inspiration to do better and be better. Uh, if that makes sense, like step it up a notch. <laughs> so because it's yeah, easy always. to to especially living in more of a urban jungle that we live in California, uh, to you know wayward you know, we're not on a literal mountaintop with no one around, you know, but I, I'm a big advocate for self-healing. That's how I've been my whole life. Um, you know, I had some serious things happen to me as a teen and I, I, I needed to, do, well, I guess I didn't need to, but I took it upon myself to find the way. And that actually was through the arts. You know, I went to a lot of art galleries, nature, uh, mm. you know, reading and self-inquisition just to like move on. Cause I was like, I don't want to stay feeling like this. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, I got to move on and feel good and have healed myself many times over from some serious things. So that's I great. Love, yeah, I love that you're welcoming others to do it, um, you know, and then we can all have a big dance party. Yeah, so. let's celebrate. Let's. Where do we celebrate together? Where do we celebrate together now? Absolutely. Um, now. I met a great doctor um, from India. I've been studying some of his, uh, I love food and creating alchemy of food, but yes. he's treated everything through this COVID through food. Um, and so he, he would push the envelope because we had dancing, we had singing, we had a wedding, open aired hospitals. He's like, he just was, he's a renegade. They don't let him really be on the internet anywhere. I was lucky enough to find him in this doctor's group that I was learning from but uh yeah it's like that creates well-being and he you know has documented all these cases just to show how powerful it is he's gonna push everything you know anywhere that we sounds can wonderful there's yeah. um yeah i'm doing a couple couple events that just feel so it feels kind of like vacations you know i'm going to ashland which i love going there every oh, summer yeah. to relaxpansion which is lloyd mm. bard his vision and there's going to be like Mike Love, um, Simrit is going to be there. A lot of artists over like a long weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nice. in Ashland. That'll be And that's going to be super fun because the hot springs are right there, the well springs. Yeah. So it's like all, of course, it's called Relaxpansion. So yes. it's really about finding that ease in community and it's all yeah. outside. Yeah. So that's beautiful. And then I'm doing... Um, Bhakti Love. Have you heard about that? Bhakti yeah. Love that's happening. Yeah. Outside Where are they of doing it now? Oh, okay. It's outside of Bakersfield. Uh, okay. I may have this wrong, but it, Lake Isabella? Is that, mm. is that the big lake? I don't lake know. I'm not, okay. but I'm not familiar with the lakes by there, but yeah, that would make but sense. You could look up Bhakti Love. It's going to be beautiful. A lot of kirtan, a lot of yoga. You know, it's nice. There's no, unfortunately, there's no Bhakti Fest anymore. Yep. That I know of. Um, so, you know, I feel like people are really wanting to definitely be together in nature and come out and dance. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. You know, I'm more excited about that than like going and touring like clubs and indoor spaces. <laughs> yeah. You know, outdoor spaces be are so dreamy. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> they're the best. That's where I like to teach is outdoors. <laughs> so it's nice. It's better to be that way. Yeah. Are you, are you doing anything where you travel? Uh, not right now. I had a 
some things planned before we started this little uh, brouhaha here on planet earth, but now mm-hmm. I'm like coming out of that. I'm like, okay, we have to like rebook some of these things. Um, so, well, I'm excited about hearing your healing tracks and um, I want to celebrate those and then your singles and I'll put your date. Are your dates for your events on uh, your website too? I was on there that coming up the Bhakti they love. Should and be. Then- they were, okay. I have someone who does all that adding that I'll, in. I'll so hope, Hopefully they are. Um, if not, I mean, it's Relax Expansion, Ashland, Oregon, and the other one is yeah. um, Bhakti Love. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll remember both of those. So, so that's everybody come for- see us. Well, I yeah, hope you can come. Com- I hope you can come to Bhakti Love. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a good. I'm I'm ready for the outdoors and mm-hmm. some being in sacred heart harmony is feels good for all of us for sure. So put all of this together. I really appreciate you being here, Donna, and all that you are. You've honestly, you've always continued to touch my soul. And um, some of your music is like timestamp with, you know, periods of my life where I needed to be in that resonance just to be held by the divine, you know. So Mm. thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all you do.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.